We are working through this series called Christmas Gifts from Above, and when we talk about Christmas gifts, it's hard not to think about Tuesday morning when you open up the gifts that are under the tree, but the gifts that we're talking about today in the last few weeks is these gifts that only God can give, and today's is joy, this special gift from God, this gift from above that is joy. When we talk about joy, it's hard not to describe it in what it's not. Like saying, well, it's not like an emotion, it's something else, or it's not the ups and downs. Um, basically, don't be like the Grinch, right? We have this movie, we're like, this is like the worst case scenario for joy. On the other hand, does joy really mean this overhyped, overacting guy like this one? Is that what we're supposed to have when we become a Christian and we say, you should have joy? No. I'd probably pick the Grinch, because that's just my personality. If that's my two choices, I'm not going to be that guy. So what we need to do is describe the gift and say, what exactly is God giving in this special gift from above? The best way I could describe it is joy is strength. We can cry about something horrible in our life and still have joy from God. We can work through that, whatever has happened, and have joy. We can feel loss for a change in our life and be dealing with it and grieving through it and have joy that God gives. Joy comes in things that can never be taken from you. People can take your job from you. All of a sudden, you could lose your job, but no one can take away your eternal purpose of why God created you. You can have relationships taken from you at any moment, but no one can ever take away your relationship with Jesus Christ. You can have your health taken from you in this life, but you never lose God's grace and God's eternal salvation for your life. You can even lose your life in this world, and yet we know that we will not lose our eternal life with God. See, a lot of people have a respond to what's happening to them sort of joy, but the real joy that God gives is one that this out here doesn't matter. Your circumstances, yes, they go up and down, but no one can ever take away your joy. 1 Thessalonians 5.16 says this, Always be joyful, which we have translated it to this overhyped joy type of personality. And if you're a Christian, you should always be happy. You should always be upbeat. You can never have moments of despair that's not the truth. No, we have moments where we are struggling, where we're going through pain, and we still have the joy of the Lord inside of us. That's the strength of the joy God brings. In the Greek, the word is said as this, chara. I'm terrible at this, but that's the Greek. Anytime you see CH, it's it's, it's out of here. It's guttural, and I'm terrible at the guttural sounds, but it's chara. I didn't even do it that time. But what it means, what it means is way more important than me saying it correctly. It's this feeling of inner gladness, delight, or rejoicing. Whenever you saw it in the Bible, they would say it a lot in their greetings to each other when they actually spoke in this Greek language where that would be normal. But they would say this word because it would be, you know what, no matter what we're facing, we're good because we have this inner gladness. It's where the terms uh, happy heart come from. It comes from your heart and your mind, not what is happening to you. And it's important because I always laugh when people have this, these houses with the big joy signs on it. I'm like, man, they must be really 
really spiritual because that word comes from an inner spirituality in which nothing that's happening to you affects the joy that's inside of you because you have God. I'm like, man, that's a really spiritual person every time they have joy. I'm sure that's the case every single time. It's an awesome word. It's a unique and special gift from God. And Acts 13.52, we see it said like this, And the disciples were continually filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. The two things that dwell within you, joy and the Holy Spirit. We're going to go back into the Acts series starting in January and hit this chapter. Uh, very excited about it because this is the type of stuff that comes up. The disciples showed this joy that, yeah, they were facing just incredible challenges with people trying to kill them in some of those cases. We're going to talk about Saul going to Paul. We're going to talk about Stephen's death. It's, there's some intense moments, and yet they were continually filled with joy. Why? What's happening out here didn't affect what God had already done inside of them. That's the beauty of this word. Many times I'll get home from mission trips, and I will always hear from someone, man, is it, is it good to be back, you know, back in America where, you know, you have the fresh water and no pollution, and it's just so different. Do you have all the blessings? Do you feel blessed? I hear that a lot. Do you feel blessed now that you're back and you've seen the rest of the world? And I go, well... That's not exactly what I'm feeling. That's not exactly what I see in the two different places. Uh, I was in Africa about, actually about 17 years ago. And as you can tell from the picture, when I had hair, it, uh, <laughs> yeah, I've, those kids right there, I played with those kids probably 10 to 12 hours a day for three weeks straight, and it was amazing. There was never a time when they said, hey, can we have 30 more minutes on the Xbox? I'm kind of bored. Not that that's from a real-life scenario in my life on a daily basis. No, their best toy was like this piece, this block of wood that they put bottle caps on, and they had a stick behind it, and they would race them against each other. It was awesome. We had a blast, and we did it every day, and it was just joyful. It was either worship or playing, worship or playing. Uh, the lack of, of joy, I mean, it had nothing to do with the blessings that they had gotten, whatever it was that they didn't have in a house and all that stuff. When I was in Cambodia, similarly, it was, this was in a jail cell. We're actually literally in this jail with like barbed wire all around us. That room was so tight that we're like squeezed up on a barbed wire fence. The barbed wire is up here though. And, uh, and they're singing as loud as you can imagine. We're all pouring in sweat, and they're just singing about God and how much they love God. And I'm like, wow, this is amazing. I'm actually, this is, this is more joyful than what I usually experience on a Sunday morning in, the, in America. Not at this church, but everywhere else. <laughs> everywhere else, what I'm experiencing, this was incredible. That moment I will never forget. Joy and what, what they were facing in that moment those two didn't match. It was a joy from within that God had given them. In Russia recently, the guy in the back wearing the Shrek outfit, um, he's, there's a guy in that outfit. That's not literally Shrek. He would go out on the corners 
and have this box where he would raise money. Uh, he would dance around and raise money for this home that we're sitting in right there. And the home was for women who were basically women and children who were running from a bad situation, hiding from someone. Uh, battered women's shelter is what it was. And I'm like, everything about this place should feel bad. It should feel negative because we're like in a hidden, it doesn't matter, but it was a really interesting spot. And yet it was so joyful. We were laughing. The guy was dancing around the table in his Shrek outfit. And we're like, dude, you rock. This is amazing that you could take what most of the world would see as a terrible situation and make it so joyful because of what's inside of you. This is the joy that God brings. I'll show you one more. It was a couple weeks ago in India. Uh, my wife and I just sponsored the girl right there in the middle. And if I could describe to you, I'm, I'm the one taking the picture, so I'm, in, I'm there. And the, the church that we're in is about the size of a cardboard box. I mean, it's so small. And everything in that city just, it smelled. There were like pigs walking around, the, the pollution, you could barely see the sun. Like everything about that city would say, this is a horrible place to be. But I tell you what, I don't think you see it in their faces. And I didn't feel it when I was with them. I felt incredible joy. And they showed incredible joy because they were worshiping and experiencing who God was and their outside situation. It didn't matter. This is the joy that God brings. As you look at your manger scene, you probably have something like this uh, on your manger at home, or not your manger, on your mantle at home. And what I want to do today is I want to show you with the different characters that are in this manger scene the joy that God brings in the Christmas time. The first one I want to use is the shepherds. I think that's this guy right here. The shepherds show joy. What is it? Everyday workers discover joy. Um, I'll be honest, sometimes I get a little carried away when I'm writing sermons. It's really late at night, and I'm writing, and my mind starts to wander. And so I took these titles, and it's all written as clickbait. So the first one is, Everyday Workers Discovers Joy. If you don't know what clickbait is, it's these stupid articles that are on the bottom of every single thing you look at on the computer that have these titles, and that just makes you want to click them. And then you click in them, and the article is like totally different. So after my 10th or 11th time of doing that, I thought, you know, it's a sermon about joy. Let's see if we can make it a little fun. So that's what these titles are about. Really, I don't know if that was a good thing to do, but that's what I did. The shepherds discovered that the joy was where they were. That night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. So here's what the shepherds are showing us. It's another normal night. I mean, sheep aren't that exciting in the daytime. I'm pretty sure at night they're real, real boring. So they're staring at these white lumps sleeping, and that's when the angels show up. I want us to really take that in. They show up in this moment of complete mundane boringness, just watching sheep sleep. And that's when the angels show up. And the shepherds are filled with joy in that moment. Whatever it is that you do, maybe it's not mundane, but that normal part of life that's just, just every day, it seems like the same thing over and over and over again. God shows up in that. 
joy shows up in that. Take that in. Because we're always sort of looking for this miracle moment where like the lights just, everything opens up and the clouds and the sun shines down. It's just this incredible miracle moments. And those are so rare even in the Bible when you think of the years that were in the distance between each one of those moments. Most of the time, God shows up in the mundane watching your sheep sleep at night. Maybe not that exact scenario, but you get the idea. And I love this word they use, suddenly. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them. We know the word suddenly. Suddenly is that word when you get the phone call and you're listening and everything changes based on what was told to you. Suddenly is when the doctor tells you about something new in your life or a family member's life, and suddenly your world's turned upside down. A car accident happens suddenly, and suddenly things are not the same. We know suddenly. What we need to remember is that God works in suddenly as well. Suddenly, while you're doing your normal day-to-day routine, God shows up and gives you joy from within. What's happening out here doesn't matter. He shows up from within. That's what the shepherds are showing us in this moment. The second thing the shepherds show us is that this new study finds you cannot find joy. Luke 2.10 says, They, the shepherds, they were terrified, but the angels reassured them, Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. We try and work towards joy. It's like if I just get to the vacation, if I get to the retirement, if I get to a certain level, then I will finally get to that joy. And that's not how it works. Joy is in the now. Joy has already been given to you. You don't have to wait like a lot of us do on this particular holiday. You have the Friday, last day of school, if you're in school or a teacher of some kind, and you're like, I just need to get to this last day. (sighs) I can finally rest. Sure, you can rest, but don't wait for moments like that. Don't wait for the vacation to experience God's joy. You don't work towards joy. It's already there. If it was something you worked towards, then all the workaholics would be the most joyful people. I don't know if you've met them. Not the most joyful people. The other one, the other mistake we make is, all right, I just want to keep all the negative out of my life. If I, I don't want to ever watch the news. I'm never watching the news again. I just want to be happy. And yet they seem like people that I've met like this aren't that happy. It's weird. It, it doesn't quite work when you're a hermit. That's not where joy shows up. The other mistake we make is uh, like winning the lottery type of faith. If I just could win the lottery, then I'd be joyful, which happens all the time, right? We use different terms. So sometimes it's if I just get this one promotion, if I can just get to this moment, if I can just get here, I'll have joy. And yet those magical moments, it's not how it works. Talk about clickbait. Click all those people that have won the lottery and just follow along with their lives. Not the most joyful experience. The angel said to them, I bring you good news of great joy for all people. It's right now. It's right where you are. You don't have to find it. It's already in you for all people. The next guys are these wise men. These guys here. The wise men show us this. Wise men follow a star to joy. 
So Matthew 2.10 says, when they saw the star, they were filled with joy. Notice something. Like the last point, the joy is instant. But they still had to go on a journey to where the manger was. So here's the point with this. Yeah, the joy will be immediately. But if you're trying to say, as I walk out of this place today, finally I get it. I have joy. So everything's going to be better now. You still have a journey. You still have a, a, a place you have to go in life. You still have a purpose. You're still seeking a relationship with Christ on a daily basis. There's a journey in life that you must continue on, just like the wise men. They had the joy immediately, and then they had to go to the king and then to the manger. They had this journey that they went to before they finally got to him. It's the same in our lives. We continue to accept this gift of joy from God, but we may have to take some time to grieve things we face. We have to take some time to cry and let, let the difficulty and the, the things that, that life just hits you with, you, you still have those moments. Let them sit there, recognize who God is in the tears, recognize that God is in the grief, feel his presence, and then feel his joy, that he's bigger than those moments. When we look at Christmas, the word is Emmanuel. God is with us. He's with us in the good, and he's with us in the bad. The next part comes from a guy that's actually not up here. It's a guy by the name of Simeon. They, uh, they kicked him out of this scene because his message isn't as good. No, I'm just kidding. It's a little bit later in timeline. But man says, new joy will cause many to fall. This uplifting message from Simeon. New joy will cause many to fall. Here's what he exactly says. Then Simeon blessed him, and he said to Mary, the baby's mother, this child is destined to cause many in Israel to fall, but he will be a joy to many others. So here's a guy by the name of Simeon telling the truth. He's giving it to you straight, and he's saying a lot of people will hear this message. A lot of people will hear about this Jesus Christ and will fall. They won't be able to accept this joy from within. There's something about it. And it probably sounds a bit weird. You're offering this incredible gift of Jesus Christ, this incredible gift of eternal life, blessings in abundance and now joy that you will experience, that nothing in this life can affect the joy that he brings from within, and people will reject that. We're all like, that's ridiculous, except that we're all human beings and have experienced it straight on, right? Just last couple weeks, I've been going uh, to a chiropractor, and I've literally tried to get him to come to church about 15 different times. I'm like, all right, you know, uh, as I sign this check for this overpriced chiropractic work, you should really come to church with me this next Sunday. You'll like it. We're doing this. Anyway, I've said it so many ways to him. Make sure he's not here now that I'm saying this out loud. <laughs> if you're here, I'm so sorry. But he just rejected me over and over again. He was nice about it, but it was so uncomfortable. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I, I'm good at making people feel uncomfortable. And it happens. That happens all the time. It just continues to remind me that this message we're giving, many people reject it. And instead, they're going to choose to build their whole life on education or a career or a marriage or family. And what God's saying, I want you to have a great family. I want you to have a great career. And I'm going to give you joy and all those things. But you know what? If you don't have a great family and you don't have a great career, then it give you joy anyway. 
You're going to have joy whether it's good or bad. All of this out here is not going to affect the joy that I give you. And it's already there. A lot of people reject it. This uh, analogy of a guy hanging on a branch we see it in a lot of different scenarios. The latest one I've seen is the memes with a cat trying to hang on to a branch. That's the, again, clickbait, but whatever. So the guy's hanging on the branch, and it's usually said like this. You, whatever the case may be, when the rope is thrown, you're going to have to let go of the branch to grab the rope to actually be saved. And it's different messages, but the point is you have to let go of where you are currently to grab the rope to safety. When we talk about joy, it's very similar. There's a lot of things you're holding on to saying, this is where I'll find my joy. And a lot of times it might be financially driven. Sometimes it's family driven. You know, once a certain thing happens, you're hanging on to a branch. The joy, if you want to experience the joy that God is giving, you have to let go of that and say, all right, I'm going to grab the rope of Jesus and the joy that he's already put within me. And I'm going to accept his joy not what happens to me as what defines the joy in my life. Last person is Mary. I know you guys thought it'd be this camel in the back, but nope, camel is not part of it. It's, it's Mary. Am I being too, too joyful in this sermon today? Servant girl confused and disturbed about joy. I love this because how many times are we confused and disturbed when God speaks? Luke 1.29, confused and disturbed. Mary tried to think what the angel could have meant. You put a, you put a baby in me? I mean, I, I love this. I'm like, yes, that's exactly what she'd be feeling. Don't be afraid, Mary. The angel told her, for you have found favor with God. If you have your Bible, circle that. Circle this confused, this disturbed. Or if you're using an app, highlight it with the little uh, highlighter on there. Because this is where Mary starts. With this whole beautiful story, where does it start? With this girl right here being confused and disturbed and I bet a bit scared about everything that was about to happen. And when we talk about God and this relationship and moving forward with him, it's okay if you start a little confused, a little disturbed, and a little scared. But a few verses later, she talks about joy and having joy that God chose her. She finally says, okay, and it doesn't take her very long. Okay, God, if this is what you've chosen for me, I'm in. She trusts. She lets go of the branch and says, I'll grab this rope. No one's going to understand. I'm confused, and I'm very scared moving forward, but I grab your rope and this joy that you give, and I move forward in it. What an incredible example to us. I want you to think through which person you are in this manger scene. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Are you Mary? A little confused, a little disturbed, a little afraid, but ready to let go of whatever it is, the branch that you're holding on for joy. Like, I'm going to get my joy in this thing out here and finally saying, nope, I got to let go and grab the rope that Jesus offers in his birth, death, and resurrection. And as we celebrate Christmas, except that he brings me joy. If that's you, just pray through that. God, I give this over to you. I am confused. I'm honest. But I let go of this branch, and then you describe that branch, and I grab the rope that you're throwing right now.
Are you the wise men? They know the joy of Jesus, but they have to trust God in the journey. Our life is a journey. You're going to leave this place, and every problem that was out there before, they didn't magically disappear. Your life will be a journey of ups and downs and challenges. Accept the joy now, and then trust God through the journey. Is that you? Pray through that and give it to God. Are you the shepherds? The type that hopes for the joy ahead, the hope of the vacation to come, the retirement that you're working so hard towards. Can you let go and realize that God is right here, right now, suddenly in the mundane parts of your life, God shows up. Can you accept that and say, that is me. And God, I accept you right here, right now. And we're waiting for joy. I'm going to live with the joy you bring right here, right now. So pray that prayer to God. God, we thank you for these gifts. They're like nothing in this world. No one can give us these gifts. It's not possible. But you already did a gift of hope, peace, and now joy. I thank you, Lord, for just continuing to show us that life is so much more than waiting for eternal life with you, but each day you're giving us a joy from within. What a gift. We love you and give you this time, this Christmas time where we remember you and this birth. In Jesus' name.